the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. A reading from Romans, the sixth chapter. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. O Lord, have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well-meaning Christians will often tell pagans that they should become Christians. And the reason they give to pagans is this, Become a Christian. Yes, become a Christian because that allows your life to be better. They say that Christianity allows a person to enlarge their vision, break through the barriers of the past, and live with enthusiasm while defeating the disappointments of life. In other words, the reason why a person should become a Christian is that the Christian life is supposedly stress-free peaceful and glorious. Christianity is sold as a peaceful walk on the beach, a life of ease where the good times rule. Now, just to be clear, being a Christian means that we most definitely have peace with God. There's no wrath and there's no fear of condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Yes, when we were baptized, We were given the forgiveness of sins, which brings about comfort. However, this peace with God and the comfort of forgiveness have ramifications in this life, this life in the veil of tears. My friends, it is like this. Before you and I were baptized into Christ Jesus, we were under the power of the devil, 
which means that we were enemies of God. Yes, you heard that correct. Before baptism, you and I were enemies of God. Before baptism, you and I were on the wrong team. We were dead in our sins and at war with God. However, baptism changed all of this. At baptism, a new reality happened for you. You and I were made children of God. We were wrapped in the goodness of Jesus. You and I were snatched out of the kingdom of darkness and placed in the kingdom of light. But as previously mentioned, there are consequences to baptism. You see, if we now belong to the Lord, we do not belong to the devil. And if we are now at peace with God, we're most definitely at war with the devil and his cohorts. So we can say on the one hand that our baptism gives us peace with God. Praise be to God for that. However, on the other hand, our baptism puts us at war with the devil. Our baptism puts a big target upon our head. But we must also keep in mind that the devil is not the only one. I repeat, the devil is not the only one we become at war with. That is right, we actually become at war with ourselves. Yes, a civil war emerges in you and me at our baptisms. A struggle began when that water, yes, that water was applied to your head. When the word of God with the water were applied to you at your baptism, a conflict emerges with yourself. So while we oftentimes see baptisms of babies in their white garments as a peaceful celebration, what is actually occurring at a baptism is the beginning of a lifelong struggle for the baby, not only with the devil, but with themselves. You may ask yourself, why is this baptism the beginning of a personal war with the Christian? Quite simply, my friends, at the baptism, at your baptism, you were given the Holy Spirit. You were given faith. And with the Holy Spirit and faith, there came about new attitudes, new desires and actions as well. At your baptism, there was a creation of what we can call the new man of faith. We can call this also the new self, the new creation. And with this new creation, the new man, there becomes an ongoing struggle, a life and death struggle between the new man in Christ and that old Adam that we all possess. You see, you and I were conceived in sin. Yes, we were conceived in sin. We all have this sinful nature. Every single one of us We have this sinful nature, which we call the old Adam, the old self. It was inherited from Adam and Eve, and will, unfortunately, be with us until the very day that we die. It is actually like a virus that stays with us, and it it corrupts everything that we think and everything that we say and do. In fact, this virus of sin, the old Adam, is so deeply embedded in mankind that most people cannot even recognize it in themselves. So what this means is that as long as there is no baptism and no new man of faith and no new holy impulses and no Holy Spirit, a person will not experience a civil war within themselves. 
Indeed, as long as there's no new man of faith, there will be no conflict with that old Adam. The old Adam will be free to reign. However, as soon as baptism creates the new man in the baptized person, along with the new spirit created attitudes and desires, well, yes, well, war breaks out. The struggle begins. The old Adam is kicked off the throne. The gloves come off and the battle begins. And so your life as a Christian is not one of ease like so many preachers and popular so-called Christian books say, but rather your life as a Christian is the exact opposite. Frankly stated, the Christian life is not experienced as luxury, comfort, or paradise, but a daily battle between the old Adam and the new man in Christ. The Apostle Paul He talks about this battle between the old Adam and the new man in Romans chapter 7. And even our Lutheran forefathers that came before us reference this daily battle many times in their writings. They say that Christians are simultaneously saints and sinners. Yes, simultaneously saint and sinners. That is to say, in this life, You and I are sinners in the eyes of God's law, in the eyes of the world, and when we look at ourselves. You see, when we pinch ourselves and we look in that mirror, we see a sinner staring back at us. 100% sinner through and through. However, and this is a big however, however, at the same time, we're also saints in the eyes of God because of Jesus' life death and resurrection on our behalf. So when we consider our baptisms, we see ourselves as saints, 100% saints because our baptisms have washed us of all of our sins, rescued us from death and the devil, given us eternal life, and wrapped us in Christ's robe of righteousness. By our natural sight, we see ourselves as sinners. By faith, though, we see ourselves as saints, both sinners and saints at the same time, depending on how we look at it. Now, we must be careful not to understand this as if we have a good angel on one shoulder and a little red devil on the other, which we have seen so many times on those old Looney Tune cartoons We are not in some neutral, innocent place where we must decide between one or the other. And we should also not take all of this to mean that you and I are part sinner and part righteous, like 40% sinner and 60% saint. We are not a mathematical fraction. But rather, we are people who have this old Adam, this old Adam hanging around our necks, and yet we have this new man created at baptism. We are both sinner and saint at the same time. Indeed, even though sin has been dethroned by grace at our baptisms, we Christians are still weak because the sin lingers on and it wreaks havoc upon us. The sin is like an old man's beard. It keeps just growing back. And so this is the reason... This is the reason why we confess every single Sunday that we are by nature sinful and unclean and that we have sinned against God in our thoughts and our words and our deeds. We confess this because it is true. 
This is who we are. We are 100% sinner through and through. And yet, here's the good news, and yet the Lord does not let our eyes remain on this fact. Baptized saints, do you realize that the Lord actually snatches you away from yourselves and declares to you every single Sunday that you are forgiven of all of your sins in Christ Jesus? That you are a saint because of Jesus' sacrificial death and resurrection for you? Yes, the Lord, in the absolution, reminds you and declares to you that you have been baptized by having the pastor draw the sign of the cross upon you, driving you back to the reality of your baptism. And so, this is the war, my friends. This is the war of the Christian. This is your war. This is the war that we will be discussing throughout the Lent season Yes, in the weeks to come, we will be learning where this war takes place, how it is fought, where the Christian gathers strength for this fight, and when this war will soon be over. And in case you might be a bit discouraged at this point, do not despair. Yes, do not despair, for the fact of the matter of this is this, that the war with your sinful nature, is actually a sign. It is a sign of hope. Contrary to what you might think, this war is a sign of hope for you. There's a battle, a civil war within you, only because this new man has been created. Remarkably, the struggle itself is evidence for the reality of the new man created in you in baptism. Baptized saints, the struggle is a struggle of hope precisely because you have the Holy Spirit. It is a struggle of hope because you have faith. It is a struggle that testifies to you and others that you are a Christian who is at war with your own wretchedness because God's gift of life is yours in Christ Jesus. So dear Christians, fight the good fight. Yes, blessed baptized saints, fight the good fight. Finish the course. Be steadfast in the faith against sin, the world, and the devil, for you belong to Jesus Christ. Do not give up, for you have been baptized into Christ's death and renewed in him. This indeed is your war. This is the life of the Christian. This is the result of your baptism, a baptism that put you at odds with the devil and your sinful nature, but indeed a baptism that puts you at peace with the Lord God forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.